Hi, and welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and release weight while enjoying the foods they love. How are you doing today? Um, it is 6 a.m. and I'm recording the podcast ahead of time. So even though this episode is being released on, I believe, the 9th of December, right now as I'm recording this, it is September 21st. And I'm in need of some coffee. How about you? <laughs> but I love waking up early to do the podcast because there is quiet at this time. The bird is quiet. My neighborhood is quiet. And it is just, um, you know, it's peaceful. So hopefully you are experiencing some peace this morning. But today we're going to talk about how to feel in control even when food is everywhere. If you're like most women who... um listen to the podcast, chances are you might feel like, you know, you can't stop thinking about food. You're having constant mental mental chatter. You might be fearful of going out into the world. So you might fear going out to restaurants, you know, going out to social gatherings or um, just being at work and, you know, there's donuts in the break room. Um, You might feel tired and exhausted trying to manage your eating, you know, trying to figure out what you should or shouldn't be eating or, you know, feeling like you're having a hard time controlling yourself around certain foods. Or you might find yourself procrastinating, snacking, like you might be working on supposed to be working on certain tasks and you keep um, distracting yourself with breaks because you feel uncomfortable because that task, you know, either you're bored by it or it is something maybe scary. Maybe you're reaching, you're working toward a goal and you keep feeling uncomfortable. So, and you keep reaching for food to like comfort yourself from that discomfort. And what you're probably wanting is to feel in control, whether you're, you know, no matter what circumstances you're in, to be present and focused on those important tasks in your life, to be able to, um, you know, get out of your comfort zone without worrying about the fact, you know, um, reaching for food to comfort yourself, to be able to go out to a meal and enjoy the company of people without thinking about food and having that mental chatter overshadowing, overshadowing your experience. You really want to be present and confident and just feel like you're living your best life, right? So if these are things that you want, um, let's go ahead and talk about how to feel in control when food is everywhere. So, you know, we're going to talk about some of the pitfalls that I see um, women who struggle with binge eating getting into and some shifts that we can make so that we can really um, be empowered no matter what environment that we're in. So if you're like many who listen to my podcast, um, chances are you are constantly surrounded by food. You know, here in the United States, for example, um, it's, it's literally everywhere. You know, it's, I mean, on every corner, there's a fast food restaurant. Um, if you have, you know, television, which I, I don't, but, you know, if you have television, there's probably still tons of commercials every five seconds that have, um, that are showing you marketing. You've got your, you know, your scent marketing, 
um, where when you're if you're walking past, you know, a bakery, for example, they could be wafting the smell of Cinnabon, you know, and it's not really the actual baked goods. It's actually now I'm not saying I don't know if Cinnabon does this or not, but many times what you're smelling coming out of a restaurant isn't actually the food. It is literally a um synthesized smell that is meant to be addictive. <laughs> you know, it's meant to trigger something in your brain so that you'll want whatever it is. And so we are just surrounded by food, images of food, smells of food, you know, people bringing food to our homes that um that trigger us, people bringing foods to our workplace that trigger us. Food is everywhere, you know, it's part of our social um, ritual, you know, going out to eat. It is so part of our culture and part of our society. It's not going anywhere. And it's only going to become probably more abundant the more that people find ways of, you know, um, synthesizing food, processing food. You know, you, now you've got your... um your healthy processed foods industry, quote unquote healthy. So there's just constantly more and more foods coming out. They're all around us. You know, every time I go to the grocery store, I see another snack food popping up. And, you know, if you're anything like me, you might really genuinely enjoy different foods. And, you know, recently I did my Enneagram as well. And I found out that I'm an Enneagram 7, which is a type that loves variety. And that is so me, you know, it's like if I go to a family dinner, I'm that person who's going to take, um, you know, a, a small amount of literally everything that is available versus taking just a few, you know, um, items that are in a larger portion. I'm going to want to try everything there. If I go out to a restaurant, I want a bite of everyone's food, you know, so if you are anything like me, chances are that when you're going out into the world, if you feel like, you know, you're out of control of your eating, you're just constantly being triggered everywhere you go, you know, whether you're going by billboards or you're walking by a place, you know, and it can feel so overwhelming to just be surrounded by all the different types of food. And, you know, research has shown that when the more food we're around, the more like we are, we are to eat just by seeing it. It's just how our brains are wired as well. And so how do we really, you know, handle this? And, you know, one of the com the common pitfalls that we can fall into or the traps that we can fall into is trying to control our eating by avoiding the food, you know, so we try to control all the foods in our house. You know, we ask our partners, please don't bring that food in the house because it's triggering. Or we try to avoid um, going out. You know, we try to just try to keep our trigger foods at bay by keeping them out of the house. You're trying to control it, trying to control the environment. And you're probably starting to realize that it doesn't work very well. Why? Because you really can't get away from it. It is really all around us. And so, you know, you might be trying to put the food out of the house. You might be trying to control um, your environment. You might, you might be trying to, you know, um, track them and 
get a handle on like, what are these specific foods that I shouldn't be around? And it might feel overwhelming because, you know, they are so uh, pervasively everywhere. And when you do all these things, um, it causes you to feel obsessive. It causes you to feel like you are um, having to manage so many things and you end up feeling like, you know, you just can't handle it. That, you know, you might be able to do it for a little while, but then you stop doing it because you're just exhausted. And then there's this frequent feeling of, oh, I failed again. You know, I didn't stay on track again. You're beating yourself up and you're reinforcing this belief that it's just not possible for you. And, you know, when we're trying to control our triggers, this is what ends up happening. We we feel exhausted. We feel like we can't keep up with it because they're literally everywhere. And so, you know, trying to control your eating by avoiding all your triggers is kind of like trying to hide all of the paper and pencils from a kid because they have bad handwriting. (laughs) So it's, you know, it's not really a matter of eliminating your triggers or eliminating, eliminating all the foods that are triggering you. It's really a matter of being able to be exposed to the triggers without reacting to them. And this comes from what I call trigger immunity. This is when you learn how to, you learn the skills to be in any environment, any situation, any circumstance, and still choose from a place of empowerment. You can then consistently make eating choices that align with your goals and values. And what this means is that, you know, you have really gained the skills that, okay, now when I see these triggers, when I'm exposed to these triggers, I know what's happening. Um, I can now navigate the trigger. And the more that you navigate the trigger, the more confidence you build that you can be around these triggers and still choose from that place that is going to move you closer to your goals, to help you feel your best. And the more you do that, the more that you build this identity of being trigger immune. Now, we're going to talk about three strategies that you can use to build trigger immunity in a moment. But going back to that analogy, if a kid has really bad handwriting, you're not going to then hide all the paper and pencils from that kid, right? You're probably going to teach them how to write more legibly. So what you're doing when you're trying to manipulate or eliminate the foods that are triggering you, you're actually taking away your opportunities to learn from these triggers that are in your environment. So Again, it's not a matter of taking them away. It's a matter of actually allowing yourself to be exposed to them and build the skills and the tools to not react to them in a way that is self-sabotaging. Okay, so how can we begin to build trigger immunity? We're going to talk about three strategies right now. So the first strategy is to be willing to be uncomfortable. 
You know, if you try to avoid the discomfort or you run away from it the moment you feel uncomfortable or you think, I don't feel like it, um, if, you know, don't feel like responding to it in a way um, that uses and builds on tools and skills that you've learned in the past. Um, so, you know, you have a tool or a skill that you know works, but you're just you just don't feel like using it. That is when you're not willing to be with discomfort. If you keep running away from being uncomfortable, then you're not going to grow. It requires being uncomfortable. And the biggest mistake that you can make is waiting until you feel like it because you will never feel like it. By definition, you're never going to feel like it. So, you know, doing things that you don't feel like doing are necessary (laughs) to grow. And that comes down to being willing to be with discomfort. But this is in itself a skill. It's a skill that you can develop. It's a skill that I teach people inside pillar number three, which is trigger immunity inside the embodiment method. Um, But just by, you know, recognizing, okay, I'm uncomfortable and just not changing anything, just staying with that uncomfortable feeling. That is how you start to be comfortable with discomfort. So that's the first strategy. And it's one that you will reap benefits from for the rest of your life when you start to be willing to be with discomfort. Right. Strategy number two is be curious. Curiosity is a superpower. When you wield it during the moments of discomfort, it allows you to expand beyond the moment and get sort of above that moment. Um, It is really, it's a strategy within a strategy, really, because being um, curious is that, uh, that key that unlocks your willingness to be with discomfort. Discomfort, it can be described, um, and the more that you practice this, the more that you will discover this for yourself, it can be described as a feeling of contraction. Curiosity invites that that feeling of expansion. And the more that we can get into that feeling of expansion and growing, um, and that, that feeling of wonder, the more that we can be uncomfortable without being reactive, the more that we can be uncomfortable and still move in the direction that we want to go. And it is, again, it's a skill. It's something that you can learn. It's something that you can practice and get better and better and better at when you have the skills and the tools to support you, when you have the the attitude to support you. So that's strategy number two is to be curious. Strategy number three is celebrate your successes. The more you celebrate when you move through a trigger without acting impulsively, the more you actually build your habit of being comfortable in discomfort, the more that you reinforce it over and over and over again, positively, the more that you actually create more of that. You are actually building the habit of being comfortable in discomfort. And you already know that being comfortable in discomfort is the number one way to overcome um, binge eating. And it is the number one way to grow and have success in your life. And so that is why um, this is 
so such a pivotal pivotal that word is not coming out right now. This is such a pivotal habit for your success and overcoming um, binge eating and having food freedom. All right. So in this episode, we discussed um, how to feel in control when food is everywhere. And, you know, that one of the most common uh, traps that we fall into is trying to avoid our triggers. And we learned that um, it's really not about avoiding the trigger, but it's really more learning from it and building trigger immunity. And we talked about the three strategies. Now, these strategies are from um, pillar number three of the embodiment method, method, trigger immunity. Looks like I need more coffee. (laughs) Um, These three strategies from the embodiment method are be willing to be with discomfort, be curious, and celebrate successes. These are three strategies that I teach my students inside um, pillar number three, trigger immunity. Okay, and of course, as always, you can always DM me if you are um, looking for some one-on-one support to implement this pillar into your life. And thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools. Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.